quick, I want to share the scripture. It's talking about David. Honestly, it was at a prayer huddle that my friend Matt had shared this. And um, it's talking about David and Saul. And basically, it's in 1 Samuel 16. Saul was being tormented by this evil spirit because he had been disobedient to God. He was told to do things a certain way, and he didn't do them that way. He did it his way. And so he was just being tormented by the spirit. And it says, so Saul said to his attendants, find someone who plays well and bring him to me. One of the servants answered, I have seen a son of Jesse of Bethlehem who knows how to play the lyre. He is a brave man and a warrior. He speaks well and is a fine looking man and the Lord is with him. Then Saul sent messengers to Jesse and says, send me your son, David, who is with the sheep. So Jesse took a donkey and loaded it with bread, a skin of wine and a young goat and sent them with his son, David, to Saul. David came to Saul and entered his service. Saul liked him very much and David became one of his armor bearers. Um, and then basically Saul wanted David to stay with in his service. And then it goes to verse 23, and it says, Whenever the Spirit would come on Saul, David would take up his lyre and play. Then the relief would come to Saul, and he would feel better, and the evil spirit would leave him. So there's anointing in not just music, but the person playing the music, too. You know what I mean? It said God was with David. Yeah. But when he played the lyre, that tormenting spirit left Saul. And so there is power in music and declaration, but just like Satan was over worship and pride caused him to fall, there can also be deception. And that's why, like I said, knowing the word is so important. Yeah. So bringing it back to that, whichever one we feed the most is which one leads, whether that be our flesh or our spirit. If we have to feed our physical bodies to be strong, we cannot afford to think that we can deprive ourselves of feeding our spirit and think that it will lead. Don't keep things in the dark, bring them to light. If we are filling up on truth, there will not be room for deception, only discernment. It is by knowing the truth that we are set free. Where there is light, there can be no darkness. Truth looks like putting off weight. Mm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> another thing about deception is, so if you, th- if you think about an illusionist or a magician, their aim is to get your focus on one small thing so that you don't realize what else is going on over here. Mm. Um, And I feel like that happens a lot within the church when they talk about certain things that just are not big issues. Mm. Kind of going back to the worship thing, uh, like in scripture, in the New Testament, it does not say do not use instruments. There are examples of instruments both in the New Testament and Revelation, and throughout the Psalms it says this is meant to be accompanied with the flute or with a stringed instrument. And then in Ephesians it tells you, tells us, sing psalms and spiritual songs to one another. Um, but just I don't know that like that day when we were in in that service. Not once did the preacher say, like, here's my scripture reference. No, he had plenty of scripture references. The, like, those can be teased to say to different meanings and stuff. But um, it, it just was not about Jesus. It was not about what he has done for us. It was about what you shouldn't be doing what you shouldn't be doing, what you should be doing and why you should be doing it. And it was, it was just, it was, it was full of just like condemnation. Yeah. If you listen to music, 
Like he even said, like you weren't allowed, like we shouldn't be adding instruments to any sort of spiritual song, not even in just a worship setting. And it's like, okay, first of all, your first argument was a stretch, but now that that's even just like, like what? And so it's like, he's just, he's just bringing out all these points that do not matter. Let's get to the heart of what's going on. Is your worship to God or to yourself? Like you were just saying a second ago, like the, the issue is not how you're worshiping. It's who are you worshiping? Mm. Um, I think a lot of times we can be deceived into thinking that we're worshiping God, but really we're worshiping our feelings. Yeah. And the only time we think that we encounter him is when our feelings feel that's good what, all the time. That's yeah. what the guy was saying, but he was trying to connect that to worship music, like contemporary worship music. And so it, it was like you only get basically, man, I don't know. It was, it, you're right. It was focused more on the how than it was on the who who and why. Yeah. Um, and I think, and there were people in, in that service who like, apparently there was a Bible class before that. And like they were asking questions and the guy just kind of seemed like he wasn't. You could tell the dude had a lot of anger in his heart. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I mean, so there are some teachers that like you were talking a minute ago about discernment. Mm-hmm. We we're charged with not only believing something, but knowing why we believe it so that we, when we encounter those people who maybe don't know the things that we maybe have to share with them, we can discern the difference. That doesn't mean we block out other points of view. We listen to other points of view, but and, and we take our faith and we observe it too. Yeah, because like that's what that's what I was saying in the car afterwards. Like because we had a friend who agreed with everything that was said, and we so we were kind of like debating it and just you know talking about it and stuff. And I was like, in the end, whatever you believe, whatever your conviction is, you have to ask yourself. Am I wrong? And if I am, am I willing to change? Right. Mm-hmm. In those comments, like in that conversation, nobody got mad or emotional or yeah. heated. It was a very civil conversation. And I think one of the ways you're not deceived is you look at both points of view and you discern. Yeah. You know, you don't just focus on one thing because when the one thing you might be focused on could be wrong. You may need that other point of view to change your perspective or to give you a bigger perspective so that you won't put all your eggs in this basket and be deceived by one. I mean, maybe an ideology that you're deceived by. And so, you know, it's just, it's important to, to watch out for that. Yeah. Bible says, don't go, don't stray to the right or to the left, mm-hmm. keep to the narrow path. And there are so many different issues where we all just stray to the right or to the left, mm-hmm. more conservative, more, more conservative, more liberal, mm-hmm. um, just in any sort of situation. And that, that narrow path leads straight to Jesus. So keep looking at Jesus, and you're not going to stray to the right or to the left. Yeah. But if you're looking at, am I right, then you're you're straying. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at, are they wrong, then you're straying. Um, it's more like, it's just pointing each other to Jesus and continuing to discern and read the Bible for yourself as well as questioning, am I, am I open to being wrong? Exactly. 
Um, just real quick, piggybacking on that while you're looking up that. Having a knowledge of reading every day. I mean, th- let, me, let me come at it from this way. So when you're deceived, why is that aftermath so painful? Well, it's because you were in some way or another emotionally involved with mm. that. And it hurts because you were wrong and you had a lot of emotion in that stake. What combats emotion is logic and knowledge about something. And I think the more we study, the more we pray, the more we connect with God, the more confidence we have in what we believe. Mm -hmm. And I think that when we are deceived, like it's important to have that knowledge to where we, we can ask ourselves why, why was I wrong about this? And like, we want to have that want to go and figure out why we were wrong about something. We don't just want to have the, the emotional response of like being deceived and, you know, having that, just being left with that. You know, we, we want to have a broad range of knowledge to combat those emotions when that comes. And I think that's one of the best ways to, to fight that. Because like, like I said, like after deception, that's, that's emotion that you feel. Mm-hmm. That's why you're so hurt because you were emotionally involved. And like we were talking about, about naivety and how, like if you look at it in non-biblical terms, like when someone's naive, it means they, they lack experience, they lack understanding and so they're easily manipulated or taken advantage of. And so just the same for Christian principles. It's like if we don't know God's word and we don't know him and his heart, we can easily be deceived and taken mm-hmm. advantage of. So to protect ourselves, we have to be close to him and we have to know what he says. Yeah. And I really like Colossians 2.8 says that, See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. So it kind of goes along with that, what we were talking about, the church, and how if it's used wrongly, you're kind of being pulled into this traditional, (laughs) 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 this traditional, like, practiced thing instead of this real relationship with Jesus. Um, But I really like that it said that no one takes you captive because that's really what it is. When you're being deceived, you are like a captive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Ephesians 4.17 says, Now this I say and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. Um, and that it's kind of like a, a, it's along the same lines. Um, when we... There's there's ignorance in us before we know Christ um, that we're kind of left with a debased mind. Like we're numb to all the things that uh, go against God because we're, like, we're just so used to doing them. Um, but when God comes in to our lives, he removes that. He removes that debased mind and he gives us the spirit of wisdom. It's throughout the scriptures that he gives us the spirit of wisdom uh, so that we may know the truth and the knowledge of his will. Uh, and so we have the power to understand the mystery of his will and of his plan, which is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And that is throughout the scriptures. That is throughout the epistles. Uh, and so, like, we don't have to be naive. If we're being naive, if we're just being led um, 
to like every kind of different doctrine out there, then we're choosing to do that because we have the Bible with us. And I mean, we're at an extreme advantage compared to, you know, the first seven centuries of Christians because they didn't have the written word in front of them. They had somebody reading it to them um, for the, like for the most part. Um, But I want to go back a few verses back to verse 11 in Ephesians four. This is still Paul. And he, uh, he says, and he gave the apostles talking about Jesus. He gave the apostles, the prophets and the, the evangelists, the shepherds and the teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro uh, by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Mm-hmm. Um, that that addresses that, like, there's going to be human cunning, there's going to be different doctrines out there that have no value that we're going to be attracted to and that we're going to want to follow. But if we keep our eyes on Christ and measure everything up against him, then we're not going to be led astray. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the notes um, that I had on here was really, really good. Honestly, Dalton, you might have shared this with us at our, our meeting, but it said it, it is it isn't desires in and of themselves, but it is the naiveness in the desires. When the desires we have are placed above God, they oppress us. They weigh us down. They are a burden on our shoulder. When we give them to God, he carries us and provides to us what we need. When we seek first the kingdom of God, he will provide to us what we need. Yeah, that's Isaiah 46 and Matthew 6, 33. Mm-hmm. I just really, really love that. It's like when the desires we have are placed above God, they weigh us down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's the weight that we experience. And I think that whenever we bring those desires before him and we're like, why do I understand that this desire isn't a bad one, but I feel weighed down by it. And at that moment, that's when it's easy to see or to know that you've maybe allowed your priorities to not stay in order. Yeah. And that's, that's how we get fooled Mm -hmm. is because people know that our priorities are, are are out of order. And then they say that they're in the right order. They tell us that they're in the right order and that God ordains it. Mm -hmm. And so that's how we get stuff like the prosperity gospel and the social gospel and the other gospels that are out there. Um, I think there's like, there's four like main false gospels out there right now. Um, two of them, prosperity and social. Um, there's, I can't think of the other two, but I mean, there are active mainstream pastors mm-hmm. preaching stuff and I'm not going to name them, name them right now. Um, but people have the, dis- the discernment, people go read your Bible and see if it lines up with what the pastor that you're, um, fond of if it lines up with what they're saying. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say earlier is like the more knowledge you have, the better equipped you are. Mm -hmm. Right. Like the more you're in the word and the more you're praying and contacting God and, and really wanting to do that and wanting, you have to be grounded. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, so like the Bible talks about the great 
deception. I think it's in Timothy. I think it talks about in a couple. But so First Timothy 4, 1 Timothy 4.1 says, The Spirit clearly says that in later times some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. And that's like, that's scary, you know? Yeah. Like you want to know exactly what it is that you believe in and why and not just like what you're saying believing what these pastors are saying just because they're titled pastors does not mean they're telling you things that are correct and so you don't want to fall away at the end times you know that's scary like you really got to be um in the word and really understanding it and being close to jesus for real well it's interesting because today you know we were talking about how when jesus comes back it'll be like a thief in the night but Mm -hmm. for christians we will have a sense of when that time is Mm -hmm. like we won't know the exact day or place, but we will know when the time, like when it's starting to feel like that time. Um, Just because, you know, he's given us the word, he's given us what should be. And like you mentioned, those false doctrines and those false teachings are not of the word, but they sound good to the world. Mm -hmm. And so those people will be, completely caught off guard when jesus comes back yeah you know um and like following up it says for the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine instead to suit their own desires they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths so that's exactly what you're saying 